Welcome to another episode of the Podcast Therapist. I am your host, the Shan Man, radio broadcaster, podcaster, and podcast producer, and of course, your podcast therapist. And today is a very special day because, well, not only is it uh, my first podcast of 2021, but it is the very first uh, interview of this podcast, and of course, the first interview into 2021. I know there's some people out there who might be listening, wondering, is he going to do interviews with people? Yes. I mean, I've mentioned this in previous episodes that I got some people lined up, and I was waiting for this particular episode because, actually, I was waiting for this particular interview and to schedule it out so that I could record it because... As with everything that I create, it is all with intention, and I wanted to make sure that I got this podcast uh, recorded and uh, released for you because it has specific intention. I know that a lot of you are looking for technical aspects of podcasting. I know a lot of you are looking for tutorial and helpful information, but we got to remember that podcasting isn't just all of those things. A lot of what podcasting about is about is mindset. And today we're going to be talking with Carmen Reed, who is a money mindset specialist, or she's an expert in this area and field. We're not just going to be talking about spending money and saving money. We're talking about areas in which you can earn more, I guess, money in the sense that uh, you've got to invest in certain areas of your life mentally, physically, emotionally, and of course, financially is going to be one of those pieces. But we have to do the work in the first three areas before we can really think about what is what makes financial sense for us, all right? So today's episode and the first half of this episode is laying the foundation with Carmen. We learn a bit, little bit about who she is, where she came from, and talk about some of the clients that she has uh, helped with business. If you'll notice in this interview, we talk about people who are creating businesses. And if you're a podcaster and you're trying to turn this thing into a business, you're going to have to get into the mindset of thinking like a business owner. So this is going to be very important for you to recognize as a podcaster. Yeah, you can edit all day long. You can record all day long, but there's got to be specific pieces in your life that have to be put in place to create a, a positive mindset for your upcoming podcast and business, podcast business, all right? So this is gonna be a great interview. The second half of the interview really dives deep into abundance mindset and talking about how we can get to that point and we talk about you know some of the struggles that you might be having with debt and how we can manage the debt with trying to maybe get some equipment for our podcast, trying to buy services for our podcast, Carmen's going to cover all that. We're both going to cover a lot of that. You get to hear some stories of why I purchased a brand new computer, all these things. So before we jump into that, I want to leave you with this because I don't want to leave you with this, but I want to share this with you to kind of prep you ahead of time, kind of an inspirational message uh, that I had written on my personal Facebook page uh, on uh, New Year's Eve. And I think it really can apply to you, the podcaster. So I want you to take this um, and, and take it to heart. When I read this to you, you're going to hear a little bit of uh, stuff about me talking about, uh, you know, the radio station. But I think for the most part, the message here is all about invest me, investing in yourself. All right. So this is what I wrote on Facebook on New Year's Eve. I said, 
well, let me give you some, just let me give you a little bit more context. I had seen on Facebook, everyone was making posts about saying like, F you, uh, 2020, I'm tired of you. I'm tired of this. Thank God for the new year. All this, you know, a lot of negativity that was going out into, um, Facebook that day and, and and about 2020. And I wanted to make a shift on that. So that's what this message was all about. So here's what it said. Dear 2020, thanks for the challenge. While you threw every curveball at us, you allowed me to take advantage of a terrible situation and improve upon myself and contribute back into the world. As you took so much from us, I chose to ignore the added bullshit you tried to throw in my direction. You did a good job of convincing people that they had no control over their actions, but you helped me realize that I was the reason for my own outlook on life. When you wanted to take my eyes off the ball, I buried myself in this very room and invested in myself while choosing to serve those who needed the help. I sat here and I built their websites, podcasts, marketing emails, pieces of information that helped others to escape from your reality. And after I served those humans, I focused on my health. I'd get up, I'd head into my living room and focus one hour of my time each day learning how to hold yoga poses. Yep, you read that right. I learned yoga when you forced the gyms to close down. You did me a favor because little did I know it helped me heal my back and weak joints and continues to do so. So thanks. Oh, and when the night came and you made it difficult for everyone to head into work because you shut everything down, I would go into the radio station and try to be that comforting voice voice for those essential workers forced to travel all over, delivering food, groceries, heading to a hospital, or wherever. You helped me learn that it's good to be a person that is just there for someone else, even if they couldn't talk back to me. And don't get me wrong. I had my weak moments. I binged a few shows while binging on unhealthy food from Uber Eats. But if it hadn't been for those moments, I wouldn't have had the perspective that I have now. So as I get ready to leave your party, I won't tell you to F off. Not at all. I want to thank you for allowing me to take the responsibility for my own actions. I did what I could to leave my part of the world better than when I found it back in March. And I intend to do more of it in 2021. That is my message to you. Into 2021. How can you leave the world better than when you found it at the beginning of this new year? And that's what we're going to be trying to accomplish in today's episode with our money mindset coach, Carmen Reed. She's coming up here shortly. Stick around. podcast therapist. Right now, you might be in the middle of the research phase of launching your podcast. Maybe you've gotten some equipment, signed up for a Zoom account, and have recorded a few podcast episodes. But what steps do you need to take when it comes to a successful podcast launch? Would you believe the biggest mistake podcasters make is the launch sequence? Seriously, just like a space shuttle has a sequence to put astronauts into space, podcasts have sequences to put a podcast in the marketplace successfully. That's why I created the Podcast Launch Checklist. After helping numerous clients build their podcasts, I developed a step-by-step guide to help podcast creators just like you have a clean launch sequence without wasting time. 
The podcast launch checklist is a 12-step sequence that walks you through the pre-launch, mid-launch, and post-launch process with specific steps and instructions that will save you time. If you're tired of walking around in the dark trying to figure out everything that comes with the podcast launch, you can grab the podcast launch checklist today. Visit thepodcasttherapist.com slash PLC and use the code PODTHERAPIST, all one word, to get 25% off this checklist today. It's time for the mixed down. The Podcast Therapist. Welcome back, and we're going to get to Carmen here very shortly. Before we get to our interview with her, I want to let you know that today's interview was initially recorded as a video podcast, and it was actually recorded as a video podcast, and I recorded it uh, double inside of Adobe Audition, so really, it's a repurposed piece of content that I have used from StreamYard, really. And of course, if you want to use StreamYard for your own podcast, video podcast, whatever it may be, and repurpose them back out as audio, you can do so. Create seamless recordings of your podcast interviews. You can stream them live to multiple platforms like Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, uh, LinkedIn, or Periscope. This particular interview was not streamed anywhere. It was actually just recorded and I was able to pull that video down and the audio itself and just use it as a podcast. To learn more about StreamYard, you can check my affiliate link, thepodcasttherapist.com slash StreamYard. So let's go ahead and get to our money mindset coach, Carmen Reed. I am so excited to have you here. How are you doing today? I'm doing great, Shannon. Thank you so much for having me. No problem. I appreciate you jumping on. And I got to tell the audience that uh, you and I, this is our second meeting actually talking. Uh, I reached out to you via LinkedIn because I was looking for our money mindset coach. And one of the things that I was kept running into is that I, I didn't want to get like a, a like these big people who were like, all on the circuit writing books. I'm looking for people who are really kind of uh, helping the leaders down in um, down in the trenches. And I, I feel like maybe that's what you do. Uh, but I also feel as though you are helping higher level people reach that high level of of uh, success with money mindset. So can you tell me a little bit about uh, yourself and how you got into this area of expertise? Well, my journey is just been as entrepreneur mm -hmm. has been from really helping uh, women succeed in business and launch their businesses. So I started as a graphic designer and a web designer. And um, what I noticed is throughout my work with them that that a lot of women are having a really huge reservations in investing in themselves and investing in their businesses. So I kind of examined my own way of doing that. Like, how do I grow my business? How do I invest in myself? How do I change how I think about money on a regular basis so it can actually help me grow? Right. And I started seeking a coach for myself. And when I found a coach, um, it was just incredible like all these like ding, ding, ding moments. Right. <laughs> like, oh my gosh, Carmen, I've been living in almost like in a shadow of me mm -hmm. uh, when it comes to money. Um, my mom and dad were not in, uh, entrepreneurs. Um, they were government employees. I, I come originally from Croatia. I mm -hmm. came to the United States when I was 20. And at that time, it wasn't a Croatia. It was a different country. It was Yugoslavia. And it was a cash country. So we, everybody got paid in cash. There was no credit cards. There was no barely anybody had even checking accounts. And when I came to the States, I encountered 
paying taxes, credit scores, uh, you know, all these new ways of paying and, and, and dealing with money that I had no idea. So I took that cash money mindset to the next level by learning about credit and, uh, and uh, it's some investments and, and, and stuff. And, but I definitely knew throughout my whole journey that I was kind of handicapped in the area in order for me to be really bringing my business to the next level in consistent basis because you can level up but you never stay there you always want to level up again right. so no matter you know you know how much you up level last year you want to up level this next year again so that means there's an opportunity for that money relationship to um to get stronger and better and up level sure sure so that's how I kind of started. I started with me, and then because I was already working with women, uh, I, I taught them what I learned from my own coaches, and then I uh, got my own certification uh, in money mindset and uh, uh, certified high performance um, uh, habits coaching, and uh, combined it all together, and actually bringing a lot of content to the people that haven't really thought of money. Um, as I call it, as a partner in life and in business. Right. Uh, but just, you know, starting to realize that that is the gap that they need to fill in sure. order to be successful in every area of life. Actually. Sure. Let, let's talk about some of the people that you have helped, because I think it's important to understand that that podcasting pretty much if you're investing in something can relate to just about someone else's journey, whether they're being graphic design, they're starting their own business. Tell me about some of the women that you are helping out right now and how you've seen them grow over time. So one woman that I'm having right now, she is, she's pretty successful. She has um, probably like just about to reach her six figures Mm -hmm. and just want to streamline her business in order to kind of like put less effort into like really working and more effort into um, kind of like a scaling everything. Mm -hmm. So in order to think about that, she needs to, she needed to learn how to think in, um, you know, releasing the control and creating a team. Mm-hmm. And when we talk about that, especially in coaching business and industry, it's really hard to invest your money that you don't really have yet. Right. And it's very scary to invest into something that you don't know whether it's going to work or not. Mm-hmm. The difference is the, I think the clarity that, you know, um, she has in, in her, her vision and the goal that we, you know, created, we created the clarity, but it's not just in creating the clarity and saying, oh, this is what I want. This is why I wanted this. This is how I want my business to work. This is, you know, these are my clients that I want to work with. This is the money that I want to make. This is how I want to show up every day. This is what my job, this is why my team, it's like all that clarity around that. It's not just about, you know, setting it up once. It's about literally like, having that clarity be a habit, a daily habit and asking yourself like, what do I need to do today in order to have that success at the end of the year? What do I, how do I need to feel today? Because, you know, when we, when we have a thought and then we have a feeling, 
based on that emotion is how we're going to act. So whether if we're thinking of something is not possible for us, our, our emotions kind of shrink and then we don't do either we don't do anything or we don't do enough. Right. So uh, she's taking all these new steps in order to uh, create that business for 2021. And there are, there are a lot of things that, you know, we need to give up in here between our ears and, and switch that mindset and uh, you know, how we show up as a VP or, or, or as a president of our car, as the CEOs of the, of, of our companies, of our businesses that we're in, we're no longer these little um, reactors. Right. It's more about responding, learning how to respond to the money thing and to your business uh, goals and visions. So let's let's go down that rabbit hole real quick because you, you brought up a point that um, you talk about where people get inside of their mind and they, they that is there's something that is holding them back. What is the number one thing that you see in some of your clients and people you work with that holds them back from taking the next level uh, to a, a better and uh, money mindset? Well, number one thing is the money story that they they're living with. Mm-hmm. And not just one, you know, there's one that is overreaching. But there's all these little stories that we came to um, maybe not even created ourselves, but kind of inherited. You know, when we're born, we're born with a money story of our parents, of our grandparents, of our uh, community. So that money story, like you have to, one of the stories, like you have to work really hard in order to create, you know, the abundance in your life to, to have money to live and, and, and to create the riches or, you know, to make a lot of money, right. You have to work really hard. Well, I examined that not just my own research or anything, but, you know, I've read the books and I listen to podcasts and I get coaching and um, I go to the events and the part about working hard uh, in order to make a lot of money uh, takes us into this, especially, uh, let me relate that to the podcast okay. and a podcaster. The way that I see it is first you have a business, right? Then you want to create some content and you want to share that content. The best and the newest way to do it is through podcasts. People are on the go. People love to listen to to the podcast. But in order to do the proper podcast, as you're teaching, you have to invest time, money, maybe team, maybe some learning. You have to you have to invest in courses and and equipment and right. Right. So if I don't have clarity that this is the way that I'm actually going to make money at some point, I'm not even thinking that this is an investment. This is not an investment. This is spending money onto something. Mm-hmm. But if I'm really connected to the outcome of that action that I'm doing, like creating podcasts, that that is going into a certain area that will grow my business, uh, attract more clients, uh, have a better, bigger reach out there, then it becomes an investment. So the stories that we create prior to that, I have to work hard. Oh, do I have to work even harder now? I don't have enough time mm-hmm. in my day because I already work hard in my in my business, right? The podcast is not, now becomes another business where I have to work hard right. in order to create something. 
So switching the story about that and, you know, when you switch the story about what's going on in your head, um, that it has been so ingrained from, you know, from a time when you were young, you don't know any better, right? So this is, this is what it is. Right. Um, it's really hard to just drop that story like a hot potato and start brand new. So you have to practice this. You have to catch your, yourself, excuse me. So that self-awareness piece becomes huge um, piece of moving forward. When you create your story, you also have to think about, you know, how my boundaries, where are my boundaries right now with the money, with time and stuff? How do I strengthen that? How do I move that? So it actually serves me, you know, who's in my circle, who's taking time away from what I want to, what I want to do. What are the, some the actions that I'm doing that are not really helping me reach my goals? Do I need to switch that around? Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, the boundaries, uh, you know, with ourselves, our own promises and not just with other people. Do you find, so, I'm, I'm sorry, I don't mean to cut you off, but do you find that yeah. when you, you look at this, this, this concept of, um, you know, finding your own self-awareness and with the clients that you're work, working with, the women that you work with, how difficult is it for them to break through that barrier of, saying, oh, uh, I need to create a new habit if this is what my purpose is. Like, I guess you could call it the why or maybe you call it your purpose. How difficult is it for them to break through? It's not difficult at, at all if you're willing to learn how. Mm-hmm. So it's it's not just about, you know, having the tools and having, you know, to know it's practicing every single day. So you literally have to change how you show up for yourself every single day. Mm-hmm. If I say, you know, um, another piece of, of, of the whole, you know, money mindset is gratitude. But if I don't practice gratitude every single day in, in a way that I'm really, truly, authentically feeling grateful for everything that I have, you know, for every penny that leaves my, my bank account as much as, as just as grateful as for every penny that I receive. Um, if you practice that only sometimes, only when you need money, only when you need your business, or only when you're stressed and stuff, then, you know, the things are not as smooth. They, they don't, they don't go, you have these big sharp edges up, up, up and down. I said, I always tell to my clients, you know, having a balance in your life is not about being a flat line, right? Right. It's about having those, those ups and downs curved like you know so there are not sharp edges so they're more um they feel more like a rideable wave rather than the wave that you're going to crash with um so practicing every single day practicing self-awareness so it can change what you know what you do how you think how you're feeling and you know being consistent mm-hmm. consistency is a big piece in success in everything as we know right right that's interesting that you bring that up because, um, you know, I've read books on on habits and building habits and they talk about, you know, habits on the very foundation basic level of, you know, um, I, I, I remember one book that I had read. I forget the name of it off the top of my head. I'll probably come to me here in a second. But they talked about how um, the smell that comes with that when that is in your house upon someone's first visit or entry within the home can make the biggest difference in creating a new habit that the house 
is much cleaner than what it is. It could be a pigsty or a rat's nest, but there may be this habit of spraying Febreze in the house every single day to make it smell a little bit better, and it makes the environment feel a little bit better, and maybe that small habit leads to making you clean up the house. Maybe that small habit moves to, uh, I clean now the house every other day, and then to building better habits, eating better. Maybe it's uh, you know cleaning, just small foundational pieces that are kind of key to resetting your mind into, I guess, this forward thinking motion. Is that kind of what you're saying here? Yes, absolutely. It's things like you're, you're saying it's going to trigger a different behavior, right? right? Mm-hmm. So that trigger, when we don't have it, we have to build it. We right. have to create it. And I help people create that. So I don't, I don't tell you, oh, you need to do this. We explore what is the best thing to do this for you, what are you going to change um, instead of me giving you a recipe? Oh, do this and this change. Do this instead of that. It works fine in the beginning, mm-hmm. but because you're, it doesn't come from you, um, you know, we let go of that and we start, we go back to the old stuff. In order to really, truly break through it, you have to create it yourself. Yeah. And th- I think that is a key, a key thing when it comes down to building out, whether it be podcasts, whether that be building out a business, um, you know, for all intents and purposes, I think the people who are listening to this particular podcast, they want to see their podcast turn into something that is like of a business. Not everyone, but a lot of people are trying to decode this idea of how do I get it? How do I turn it into something that is, you know, driven by money? But I always try to 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 reel it back for myself. Maybe I'm doing this wrong, but I try to reel it back and say, I know what my goal is at the very end, and I need to know what my steps are in that process to achieve the goal. And I think a lot of podcasters, just or even business owners for that matter, just go, I just want to hit goal, and then we're ready to go, not knowing what the steps are in between. And I think that's where the, 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 the disconnect is for a lot of these people, whether that be investing in, in um, software or hardware or services for taxes or anything like that. That's where I think it, it becomes difficult for people to understand. So I think the, the foundation of when we talk about habits and what you're talking about, those are all the things, the little things that matter in the overall scope of your business you know it it you know we're habitual creatures and and, and we're humans they're not the only ones they're dogs and that's why we train them and habits create a consistent you know set of actions that will help us up level no matter what we're doing right whether that we're working on our relationship with a significant other or with a family or we're you know, working on our relationship with our business and, and, you know, how we show up for, for, um, for our clients, for our tasks, for our podcasts, right. for our blogs, for Right. Right. We're moving into a, a brand new year and we're recording this, um, actually just a few days before the new year, 2021. And I had this interesting conversation with, uh, my brother yesterday, <clears throat> excuse me. Mm-hmm. And we talked about how there were a lot of excuses that we were seeing based on 2020. And I'm not sure maybe those excuses I'm air quoting right now, excuses, maybe they were legit and valid, or maybe they were just legit, legitimately excuses. People just didn't want to take that next step. And when I came down to it and I thought about, uh, thought about it on the drive back to my house, I thought to myself, you know, 
what have I learned from 2020? Well, I have learned how to uh, refine and, and, and make my skills that much stronger, investing not just with money, but investing in myself and learning. So like something that you had mentioned earlier in the conversation, investing in a course. And I, that is something that I really try to preach to uh, people on this podcast and on my YouTube is that investing in yourself doesn't necessarily mean that I'm spending the money. It means you're investing, right? Well, that the mindset about spending and investing, when I spend, when I think I'm spending so- on something is I am not really uh, expecting any return mm-hmm. on that. It's just money gone, right? right? Done. But when you start thinking of everything as an investment, even if I buy groceries, I'm investing in a great nourishment for myself so I can actually, you know, be healthy. Mm-hmm. Return on that investment is my health, right? Right. When I say I'm investing in my own learning and my own, um, you know, growth, that means that that money not, was not spent. It was actually invested. Like I'm a different person. I'm thinking differently. I am showing up differently, mm-hmm. different, right? When you invest in a podcast uh, course, uh, that means I'm going to learn about this and eventually it's going to turn into something if I follow the plan, right? That right. I create for myself. Right. So investing and spending, I say, wherever you say spend, just say invest. Just kind of train yourself to, you know, it's a habit of, of, of catching yourself too. Yeah. About it's like, oh, I'm thinking it again. It's like, no, 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 I'm investing. If I'm investing, it makes you immediately think of what is the return? What is it that you expect from it back? Right. So when people are scared in putting, you know, investing into equipment or investing into a course, they really don't see, like, first of all, they're not clear about what they want. What is this going to bring, right? right? If I invest into this or, or if I spend my money, right? Right. When I put, you know, I have to, you know, part with my money. Right. But if I'm not clear what I want back, it's spending. Right. And, and a lot of people don't invest because they're not clear. They're not clear what is this going to do for them. Mm-hmm. They're not clear about what they want this to do for them. Right. And therefore, it's just kind of like, meh, they pass, right? Right. Or you have people who are going to invest but are going to do nothing with it. Right. They are spending their money, right? right? That course is sitting there. The equipment is, you know, locked up in the basement or something because one day I'm going to do this, right? Right, right. And then you have people who are truly like... I'm in, I'm all in, I know where I'm going, I know what I want out of it, I'm not sure this is going to be the right path, but I'm taking steps anyways, I'm going to adjust as I go, right? right. Yeah, yeah, this is an interesting point because <clears throat> I was a high school English teacher in another life, and I talked about with my students at one point in time uh, about the power of, of words and how mm. the power of a single word can change the outcome of something way later down the line. And when we talk about this idea of the word invest versus spend, you know, <clears throat> I try to I try to remind myself that whether that be spending time with you or investing my time with you or spending money on something or investing money on something are two almost completely different ways of looking at the world. And so 
I try to remember that when I go and I spend time with a friend, I'm not just spending it. I'm investing my time with them. I'm investing in my in the relationship that I am building with that human being. I'm investing in uh, the experiences that I can gain from that so that I can utilize those experiences for a future possibility of uh, who knows what may be down the line. So even when I say I'm spending time, I mean, I try to I try to re- reframe it for myself by saying I'm, in, you know, investing that time with someone, whether that be yeah. a romantic relationship, whether that be a professional relationship relationship, building a podcast, going into a course. And those are key things that I think that we have to re how we have to reframe our future and looking at our future. Go ahead. You look like you wanted to say something. Absolutely. I so agree with like, I wouldn't have known if I had five heads, they would. Yes, Yes, absolutely. But here's, you know, where my head went also is, you know, when people, they say, it's like, oh, I don't have time for that. Or well, I don't have money for that. Yeah. It's all, I, I'm not saying it's an excuse, but it's a perception of what's important to them. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. We will always find money and time. If we believe that whatever we need to, you know, put it into is important to us. Right. So when somebody tells you, you know, sorry, I don't have time for that. That means that whatever you proposed, mm-hmm. that time on that particular activity is not a priority to them. Right. The money, hey, invest into this, you know, podcast course or this money course or, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. Buy this book. Eh, not today. It's not important today. There, eventually it will become important, maybe. And when it does become then, you know, a parting with your money will become an investment. Yeah. 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 That, that is a, that's a huge point. Now I want to write on that point because when we talk about people saying, all right, where this is investment in time with a person or investment in money, there's also the idea of risk and the amount of risk that you're taking. Will it pay off in the end? Because you don't know what the future is. So how do we get over that? that mindset because i know personally for myself is that you know like as an example this year i purchased a thousand dollar camera i had to repurchase a brand new computer you're talking uh this year i had to spend close to sixty six hundred dollars in equipment because it was all all failing on me and i needed to upgrade in that equipment but in my mind i thought to myself I'm investing in it because that's going to help me get, it's going to help my workflow much easier. So how do we get someone to rethink the idea of risk when it comes to their podcast or their business or whatever it may be? I think that people perceive something as risky, especially if they're buying something or investing into something that, that, uh, you know, they have the main role in, Mm -hmm. they don't trust themselves. They don't trust themselves that they're going to show up, and therefore there's a huge risk, right? Right. Of it. Uh, if I'm a hundred percent in, a hundred percent in, if I if I have done my work and creating, like I know my vision, I know what I'm going to do with this, I know how how this is going to you know turn into. Like I I I, I am expecting a certain results, and when I'm expecting certain results, this is how I show up. I investigate. Right. I look at the information like what's what's not going right. Where's not 
what is not working? How can I make it work? Mm-hmm. Where do I need to shift? So I think it becomes actually a, 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 a matter of personal buy-in yeah. uh, into the idea of why am I investing this money? Right. What is this investment going to do for me? So if we're not aware of that, if we don't do the pre-work to especially the large purchases like yours, you know, $6,600 in investment is not a small change, right? you know, <laughs> right. it's a, it's a quite a chunk. Mm-hmm. So when you're thinking, it's like, you need to look at it and say, it's like, okay, am I going to use it every day? If I use it, um, how is this going to, how, how am I going to get my money back in, right. in this? How am I going to, how is this going to turn into an amazing investment? Right. Right. Well, your quality or, or your, um, or, or tell me, you tell me right now. Yeah. So, I mean, the thing what was going on. So at the time when that happened, so we'll start with the camera. The camera uh, was was an idea where, I, you know, I've been using just a regular webcam, which is fine. It's completely fine. But then I invested in this brand new Sony uh, 6400, A6400 uh, camera. And I thought, well, this will really step up the quality of what my videos will look like on YouTube. As I got that camera, I started editing them on my old MacBook Pro. Well, that MacBook Pro came from 2013, and at the same time, I had been re- someone had reached out to me and said, uh, "Would you be willing to partner with me to start building some videos out so that we can create um, a partnership on uh, our product, and uh, in turn, it helps you out with your podcast as well?" And I said, "Yeah, sure." So as I started filming on these this camera, it's the one that we're on right now, and editing on my old computer it started to slow everything down because the files were so large and it just wasn't because of the files from these uh, videos that I was doing. It was from everything else that I was doing prior to even getting the camera. The computer was crashing. The Everything just started to fail and it would be failing at the wrong moment. And in that time, in that moment, I thought to myself, well, it was kind of like a, a, a time. It was like time versus productivity type situation where I was like, I was spending way too much time dealing with something that was not working to the satisfaction in which I needed to get the work done. And, uh, I had already had the quality, but it was the process. Could I have farmed it out to someone? Yes, I could have, but I also know what my process of workflow is for this brand new project that I had to set up. So I invested in the computer and everything that has led up to this podcast interview to launching my brand new podcast, to launching these brand new videos has been a complete investment, has, has, has been a complete godsend because it cut the time down probably by over a half to three quarters of the time that it was taking me to create those things. So I knew that down the line, it was hard to see. It was very difficult to see what that was going to look like down in the end. But I knew I had to kind of keep it in mind. And, you know, I have a whiteboard over here on the on my, to my right. And I wrote it down on the whiteboard saying, this is what you're going to be receiving. You will receive these things. Just remind yourself that you have to get through this difficult time. And I think that all is in part by um, there, there's been training that I've had to go through. And, and personally, you know, whether that be through my relationships, whether that be through health uh, issues that I've had to go through, nutrition, all of those pieces. And I, I just kind of knew that that internal matrix of what was going on inside of my head of saying, if I just invest in it, it will happen. I just, like you said, though, I have to be all in before I can 
do this specific thing. And that's where I want to unlock and maybe have someone think in this podcast and say, oh, I haven't been all in on this thing. Yeah. And most people, most people will find that piece probably the most important one Mm -hmm. and the most authentic one. I'm not all in. Yeah. Why am I not all in? Well, let's go investigate. Why am I going to, you know, I I tell people when they're, when they're having, so my particular client that I was talking about earlier, she, (laughs) I call her maverick when it comes to, you know, uh, investing, investing, right. She kind of spends money thinking she's investing and then she doesn't, she doesn't really use it up, which means spending money. Right. Right. But if you, so, you know, she, she saw a course and she goes, Oh my gosh, I found this awesome course about selling and this is what's going to be. And I'm, I signed up and I signed for certification and da, da, da. And she goes, uh, do you think I did the right thing? And I go, well, I don't know. Let's investigate. Yeah. Have you done the right thing? Like what, you know, let's list the pros and the cons for, for, for this decision. What is this going to bring you? How is this going to, how is this going to um, elevate you? How is this going to elevate your business? Well, she said some really great pros in there. Mm-hmm. So she decided she's just going to keep the course, but she's going to uh, decline or cancel the certification piece because all she needed, she needed to learn how to sell higher ticket items to more people so she can um, meet meet her plan on, of growth for the next year. Right. So she was thinking in the right directions, but she's also, uh, she wasn't overthinking, but she was like, there was a lack of thinking like, because you know there are people like oh i want the best the job the best da, right. da. you know and there might be a, a few thousand dollars difference in in your investment there right right i have a sister-in-law she loves cars she loves her beamers uh-huh. she's like a three-year lease and she likes to be the first one in the whole county to drive the brand spanking new <laughs> uh model right she takes so much pride into that. Well, this last year was a really tough one because she worked at out of home. She barely drove her, her car. Those cars are super expensive. So even though it's a lease, so it's a lower cost, you're still paying a few hundred dollars if you're not a thousand dollar a month for a payment right. on the car that you're not driving. And at the end of three years, that lease is actually going to be two year at least. So the whole, like, you know, at least $12,000 are pretty much down the drain because she did not really drive the car. Right. So those are the things that sometimes are unexpected teachers Mm -hmm. for us to see, you know, she could not have predicted this, Mm -hmm. but um, it's kind of like, am I over, over investing into something and I'm not going to use it versus, Am I investing and I'm all in because I know what this is going to bring back to me? Right. And I think that is an important point to make, especially as we have business owners like you and I. This One of the things that you and I have in common, and I brought it up when we first met, was that uh, we both uh, are customers of the platform Kajabi. And yeah. and 
you know, prior to me investing in, in Kajabi, it was investing in going to conferences. And I always tell podcasters, yes, invest in going to a con- invest in going to a conference because uh, the ticket price may be, you know, five hundred dollars. But what you're going to gain in the value of the experience that is there of people who have come before you that have done it. You will learn so much and you will start implementing and investing not only that knowledge, but that time that you have spent for those four days or three days or whatever it may have been into now your business. Will it work? Maybe on the first round. Maybe it will. Maybe it won't. I don't know. I mean, that's going to be up to you. But there is a point to where, um, you know, I, I've told myself, you know, it's a balance with uh, going to some of these conferences and uh, saying, OK, well. There's the Kajabi Summit. Well, I knew I wanted to go to this Kajabi Summit uh, because I knew I was going to learn specific key pieces about my business and that platform to help me take this to the next level. Whereas there were all these other conferences happening at the same time. And I thought, no, I need to focus on one conference right now. Get that conference under my belt, implement what I have learned, and then I can go to the next conference and do this. I I see a lot of people saying that they have to invest in conference after conference after conference. And before you know it, like, have they put it into action? And that's the hard part. Uh, Yeah, I know. I I love conferences, too. And I've learned so much through the conferences. And here's another hidden gem with the conference conferences is you meet phenomenal people yes I you mean- <laughs> meet possible joint ventures joint venture partners you meet people who can help you learn faster uh there's a community if you if you participate in in a program that is after the conference then you there is a community from the conference right so it's not just it's not just the conference itself right because when you invest into a conference of 500 dollars and you create a uh, a relationship with somebody that will bring in a joint venture mm-hmm. opportunity I mean, $500 is nothing mm-hmm. when you're making $5,000 maybe, right, potentially, right? right? Mm-hmm. But your, your point in, in um, like figuring out what is the right thing for you, mm-hmm. if you don't have clarity of your, what you want, what you're working on, how are you going to make that decision? So right. people who are, who are constantly jumping from one conference to the next conference and not really implementing and working, taking the time to actually implement what they have learned, they have a lack of clarity. Right. And that I think, is oof, bigger, I biggest think item. <laughs> that, is the, that is, I think, the theme of this entire podcast is that it's got to be this idea of clarity. And I think it's clarity. And then it's the other point that we had said, how, how, how all how all in are you? Are you all in on this entire process of developing and building your business or your podcast or whatever it may be? And so yeah. the clarity the the clarity piece that we have within today's podcast, I think is the most important. And like that is going to lead into my last and final question to you. And and it probably should have been the first question within this podcast is that, you know, I want to talk to you about with those people who have debt right now we think about debt and you know people have credit card debt they have student loan debt they have whatever debt that is there but they want to do this one thing that is really lighting them on fire how do we manage ourselves from this mindset of saying oh my god i cannot handle another bill what do i do for you know how do i how do i take this to the next level to saying okay 
I can manage now this bill. What do I, how, how do we, how do we navigate that portion with debt and fulfilling your dream of doing your business or your podcast? Well, if I told you 99% of Americans are in debt, I wouldn't be lying, right? I'm <laughs> right. not saying that because I don't really know the, the percentage. Right. But, you know, America's built on debt, mm-hmm. you know, credit. And we have so, um, as a society, as a nation, we have so evolved our debt into creating, I'm in debt to have a better credit score. I'm in debt because of this or that, you know, whatever the reason is. Mm -hmm. Getting out of debt becomes really a painful point of people to ask themselves, how how do I get out of that Mm -hmm. right now? Am I like even, is it smart for me to invest into something if I'm thinking about getting out of debt? Mm -hmm. Well, I would say, well, it depends. How strenuous is your debt? Yeah. If, if it's really strenuous, like, you know, you have no business in investment, in investing anything until you actually invest in getting out of debt first. Right. That's right. what I would say. But then again, when you're, you know, I have a credit card, you have a credit card, probably my husband has a credit card and we're, you know, we're revolving. There's a, uh, what is called is a revolving debt, right? Right. So uh, when we're thinking about getting some of the stuff off, you have to really find a good anchor in investment and see how is this going to help you get out of debt. Sure. So if my investment is, I want to do, you know, I, I need a new computer. Mm-hmm. Uh, is this new computer going to help me somehow get out of debt? Right. Well, it may be, but you know, how do we need to think about it? We really need to, first of all, I'd say, the scariest exercise of them all when it comes to money is take a whole entire honest picture of where you are. Yeah. I worked with a person who um, she's a health and wellness coach and she was really struggling with, you know, her, her, her coaching business was her side hustle. Mm-hmm. She, she had a regular, she's, she has a regular job. And then the, the side hustle. And when she, um, you know, she, when we were like looking at her whole money situation, uh, she, it, like she was so hesitant to do it. I go, I go you have to put a, an Excel spreadsheet. And if you're not digital, go and do a paper, like right. as long as it, as it takes. And list every single account, every single money that is owed you know, by you that you owe, uh, what is the percentage rate on the interest that you're paying and, uh, what is the minimum paying payment on everything? And then you go through all of your holding accounts and see what money you have for a 1k, you know, IRAs, uh, health savings account. Oh, she goes, health savings account. She found she had $6,600 in the health savings account that she completely disregarded. And she was thinking she was stressing about doing some uh, dental work at that right. time. So she was thinking, it's like, if I have to put money into dental work, but not into this course or not onto this piece of equipment, then, you know, dental work is much more important than this. This can wait, right? Right. right. But if I knew that I had $6,600, 
in my health savings account and that can go towards my teeth. Then my $2,200 can go towards this equipment. Right. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. So number one thing, deep breath, a little bit of courage and go (laughs) at it and see what is your truth. I call this money truth. Yeah. Yeah. And also when it comes to money, it's like, what am I good at? And what am I not so good at when it comes to money? It's like, you know, have a checklist of that because then you go, oh my gosh, I need to work on learning how to invest better. Right. Or I know nothing about the investments, you know, 401k, you know, like, you know, Fidelity is doing that or Schwab is doing that. It's like, no, 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 no. It's like somebody else dictating how your life is going to turn out when you're ready to retire. No, no, no. Take that into your own hands and let's learn something about it. It doesn't have to be, you don't have to be an investment pro now, like, you know, on a, right. on a Wall Street. You just need to know enough to make good decisions or to actually see and feel good because you see your money growing. Right. Yeah. And so, I think that uh, is also part of the concept of manifesting Money. Absolutely. It's all about manifesting money. Like you bring up this idea or this, you not this idea, but you bring up this story about, um, you know, someone needing dental work. Well, and not knowing where you're going to come up with that money. And sometimes when you sit down and you take that snapshot of your yeah. financials and you go, oh, I didn't realize I had that. Or, you know, you're trying to buy a home and you say, oh, God, I, I need to put... 10% down or I need to put 20% down on it. And you think to yourself, God, where am I going to come up with 20%, 10%? And you start looking at the snapshot and you go, oh, I have money that is here, here, and here. And I can yes. probably start investing in my new home or investing in my equipment or investing in whatever it may be. I think once you look at that snapshot you and you get kind of like that that checklist of things like, okay, I need the car. Obviously the car payment is a big thing. I need my insurance. You start looking at the things that are necessary. Then I think one, one of the things is we start seeing all the little unnecessary things that are, are subscriptions and, you know, can you, can you live without Netflix for, you know, five months, you know, is that $12 a month going to make a big difference and impact for you later down the line? Yeah, or how many magazines are you receiving that is creating piles of magazines you never even look at? Yeah. Or, you know, is that car wash uh, uh, membership still, you know, good enough for you? Or it's like, oh, no, I moved six years ago. You know, it's like, what am I paying, you know, car wash membership in a different town? Right. (laughs) Yeah. So it's. So I I suggest people have uh, what I still do. I've been doing this for eight years. uh, Have a money date. Mm -hmm. I have money date every Monday. Well, we're disturbing it right now. I'm going to have it right after the call. But my my money date is 10 a.m. Pacific time every Monday. Mm -hmm. And it's a whole hour that is blocked in my calendar. And I go through my accounts, through my bills, through my my spreadsheet, mm-hmm. and I look at it and see if there's anything that I need to do. And, I, and, and if you know, I'm done in 15, 20 minutes, then I go deeper in and I, and I look into the details of some charges, of, of some maybe, um, you know, I'll call, I'll call somebody and say, hey, you know, can we lower our Verizon, you know, how, am I on the best plan? Right. For me, mm-hmm. you know, making those calls and, and, and being diligent with your money means you're paying attention. Mm-hmm. Money loves attention. 
Because if you give it your attention, it will give you the attention. It's a relationship, right? right? Yeah, yeah. So that that, that I, I just want to stop right there because I want to say that relationship does show its return. It is very reciprocal when you give it attention. And I just think that I like I have experienced this. I know I have other friends that have experienced this. And when they shift the mindset away from the lack into saying it's not I wouldn't even say it's lack when, when they shift it from the lack into, OK, an abundance. abundance. Yeah. Then you go, oh, well, it wasn't necessarily monetarily possible. It, maybe it wasn't monetarily. Maybe you spent some money to get to that abundance. But the abundance comes in so many other forms that are just beyond the money. That's how I feel. And that's why I say, you know, practicing gratefulness and, and, and gratitude every single day brings that, you know, it's kind of like an elevated feeling about, you know, you know what money is to you. It's like, yeah, but money, if I pay my electricity bill, that means that I have charge for my computer and my phone and in that flight and, you know, juice for your camera and, yeah. and you know, all, all this other, you know, food in my refrigerator. Right. <laughs> like yeah. the cold food in my refrigerator. So it's, you know, we have to bring ourselves into a state of thinking different thoughts mm-hmm. so we can do different, take different action. Right. Because if the action actions what we have been taken up to now had brought us to this place where we're going or where we want to go not the same set of actions and habits are going to take us to the next place right we have exhausted its its uh, abundance right so right. we have to create the new abundance of of opportunities mm-hmm. so that's where i think like, and when it comes to like getting rid of debt i'd say when you're if you're so deep into it there are so many services out there that are that are going to help you consolidate debts and and um you know i i think that you know there are so many options out there i am very hesitant to giving any advice on that because first of all i'm not an expert on debt right and the second of all i do believe that we all have our personal needs based on our goals Mm -hmm. and i say you know have a really great cpa an accountant right. that is familiar with your situation, that is familiar with your goals, with your vision, uh, have a really great um, either wealth advisor or financial advisor, however you want to, you know, to create more wealth and to have the right investments. With that, pay yourself first, which means save money every single every single money that you come in a, a certain percentage goes away. Or even I go if you don't if you're totally in debt and you're barely making it. Still pay yourself a dollar. Yeah. It's a habit that counts because yeah. the amount, it's easy to adjust the amount, but the habit, that's the hard part. Yeah. So if you start with a dollar savings every time you receive something, it automatically, it grows little, but it grows. Right. Yeah. Right? And to wrap it all in to uh, this key theme that you brought up in the beginning, it's the gratitude. The gratitude of knowing that you have the money to spend for electricity, to charge your laptop, to power your camera, to make a meal, to do all these things. Like we don't think in those terms. We think in terms of like, oh, I just got the money and I have to pay my bills and reframing it and saying like, no, I now have the money because I can now do these things. I get to pay my bills. I take pride in paying my bills because I've already spent the electricity, right? Yeah. 
Well, it's it's only fair that I say, and I get to pay for that now. How awesome is that? And it becomes reciprocal at that point. And yes. I think that that is what really lights me on fire. That's where I want to see all my my listeners, the podcasters that are trying to get involved in something that is a bit bigger and turn it into possibly a business. I want them to start thinking in these terms as opposed to um, it's a waste of time and it's no uh, there is no for sure plan because I think the most for sure plan is believing in yourself. Absolutely. So glad you brought that up again because <laughs> it's like it's like. If we don't work every single day on uh, towards our goals, towards our plans, it, that includes working on ourselves yeah. because we need to become somebody else in order to be able to manage our new life, right? right? Our yeah. new adventure, yeah, um, absolutely has to be. This this is where we go back to consistent, mm-hmm. consistently showing up, yeah, and being all in, yeah, being all and in, and then life reciprocates definitely. Absolutely. Carmen, I have had such a great time talking with you. I mean, I feel like we could just talk for hours, honestly, and I'm not even saying that because we're recording. I honestly do feel that we could just sit and talk Me for hours. Me too. I could talk about this forever. Yeah. And, you know, having a conversation, helping other people is awesome. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. So, Carmen, uh, tell me, uh, how can people find you? And uh, do you have anything that, any resources or anything that can help these people um, take their, their money mindset to the next level? CarmenReed.com. That's spelled with a K. Okay. Um, and I have a Clarity uh, Playbook download. I'm updating it now for 2021. So that will be up the first week of January. But that is one piece I think that people, whoever is thinking about up-leveling anything, be clear on what you're up-leveling with and be clear about what is going to motivate you to actually get there. Great. Great. Carmen, uh, thank you so much again for being on the podcast therapist today. I really do appreciate it. And uh, we will hope I will be sending people to obviously that uh, that download for you. Um, I'll leave those uh, links in the show notes um, so we can grab those from you after today's interview. But again, I want to express my gratitude, express my gratitude for having you on the podcast today. And you're helping so many people uh, change this way of thinking into a more positive and hopeful future. Thank you, Shannon, for having me and, you know, for this very awesome conversation we were having. Great. Yeah, I think that was, that was great. Awesome. Thank you. And I know you got a date right now, so I don't want to keep you from your date. I do have a date. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Carmen. Okay, bye. bye. Bye for now. To a lot of you, coffee is the nectar of the morning wake-up gods, right? I totally love that feeling, just like you, of being awake, especially as I get older. Adulting tends to get a little bit harder. It wasn't until I made a visit to the doctor a few years back and I was diagnosed with hypothyroidism and I had to give up all of the caffeine in my life, including coffee. You see, even though caffeine can wake you up and make you feel alive for some part of the morning, it also has side effects like the jitters, anxiety, and you'll get terrible sleep. All of the things that I was experiencing. That's when I discovered mud water. Mud water is a coffee replacement with one seventh the caffeine of coffee that actually gives me energy, focus, and immunity without jitters, crashes, or a downside. So what's in it? 
Mud water is a mixture of herbs, spices, and magic mushrooms that dial in on your immunity, boost your clarity, creativity, and your mood. I can't tell you how much of a difference it has made in my life in the last few months. So lose the jitters and find more focus with mud water. Get your mud water starter kit today at thepodcasttherapist.com slash mudwater. That's thepodcasttherapist.com slash M-U-D-W-T-R to learn more and get your first can and frother today. Unnecessary explanations. Welcome back, and we're going to get to unnecessary explanations here very shortly. But I want to remind you that today's episode of The Podcast Therapist was created using a rocket book, the reusable notebook, where you take notes inside the notebook, then you take the rocket book app and you can scan your notes and save your notes to the cloud, such as Google Drive, Dropbox, or OneDrive. Then once you filled up the notebook, you don't necessarily have to fill up the notebook, but maybe a couple pages. You can go ahead and erase those pages or the whole notebook if you want with a spray bottle and water and a cloth and then reuse the notebook once again. Rocketbook is powering the next generation of ideas and of course you can save your notes while you're saving the planet with Rocketbook. If you want to see what these things look like or you even want to grab one, go to thepodcasttherapist.com slash Rocketbook. So today in Unnecessary Explanations, I want to I want to recap basically what has transpired in this conversation with Carmen. And I think it's first important for me to remind you that each time that you listen to any of my episodes, I'm encouraging you to either do one of two things with these episodes. One, I want you to either re-listen to the episode if you cannot to take notes. So I would either love for you to take notes in a notebook, such as a rocket book, or just re-listen to the episode because you learn something new each time you go through and listen. A great example of this would be last year, and I think I mentioned this in a previous episode, um, a couple episodes ago maybe, and I talked about this podcast that I listened to uh, last year around this time called The Video Marketing Podcast with Matt Johnston. And there were some YouTube advertising things that I was looking for uh, when it came down to, uh, you know, I guess advertising my YouTube channel. And at the time I was working for, uh, I was working for a social media firm in Scottsdale, Arizona, and I had a nice 20 to 30 minute drive or a commute in. And while I was doing that commute, I was listening to Matt's podcast. And so since the content was so rich in content and it could have got, it actually was a little bit complicated at times, unless you actually knew what the back end of YouTube advertising looked like or what uh, Google ads looked like, it was very confusing. And so what I had to do is I had to come home, pop on those podcasts and then take notes and I would take notes with everything. And I felt like I learned new things each time I took notes for those podcasts, which is why I want to encourage you to take notes with my podcast, or if you can't take notes, go back and re-listen. This is this whole idea of repetition. Repetition is the thing that makes you better at whatever it is that you do. Sometimes you can find a plateau whenever you do you you do something repetitively, but I think it's important that you do, uh, you, you listen over and over and you practice repetition to get better at something and try to figure out how you can become better after you've plateaued. So again, I want you to re-listen to each episode or take notes. It's really going to help you out. So I hope you enjoyed the conversation I had with Carmen. And I wanted to uh, go over 11 points that I think were important, some notes that I took 
while I was listening to this podcast through the editing process. And I, I think that they can be boiled down into these parts or these points right here. So um, number one in this conversation today, we have to figure out who we have to figure out. Are you clear with who you're serving with your podcast? Have you figured out how clear you are with who you're serving? What is the intention behind your podcast? Have you gotten super clear with who you're trying to serve? Me, I'm serving podcasters who are starting, and I am also serving podcasters who have already started but have plateaued. So I know who I'm trying to serve. Do you know who you're trying to serve? And what is your intention with them? How are you trying to take them to the next level? So when it came down to the money mindset concept, we dove into this, these conversations about money mindset because money is going to be the thing that is going to help us obviously take this thing to the next level. I've always had a weird relationship with money, and it wasn't until I read a book by Jen Sincero. Uh, it's spelled uh, uh, S-I-N-C-E-R-O, and it's called You Are a Badass at Making Money. She has a couple of other books, I think uh, Badass Habits and then You Are a Badass, that was her very first book. And I dove into You Are a Badass and Making Money and this book was given to me by my sister. And at the time I just blew it off, I didn't wanna listen to it. In fact, I didn't even wanna read the book and when I read that book, it shifted my whole mindset of how I thought about money. Money isn't necessarily the enemy of all things that I am doing. Money is actually the thing that is helping me create these podcasts. Money is the thing that is helping me uh, develop more and better content for you. And so I get that return on my investment of money by investing in the equipment, investing in the services, all of those things. So I wanna jump a little bit into that here in a little bit, but we have to figure out what our relationship is with money. So point number two that came from this interview was, what is your money story that you've learned from others? Typically, we have a different story that we have learned from others. We are not taught the right way of how we look at money when it comes down to doing the things that we want to do. For you, it may be doing a podcast. For others, it may be uh, a professional traveler. Those There are people out there that exist. I have a friend of mine in the Seattle area that all she does is travel and she creates content around her travels and then posts them up onto YouTube. Now it's kind of hard for her to do since we're in the middle of this uh, COVID-19 stuff, but that gives you an idea of what story she has about the money that she has invested in traveling. So what is your story? What is your money story? What have you learned in the past and how can you reshift that thinking? How can you invest in yourself? You have to invest in yourself when you have the clarity of who you're trying to serve. Number three, when you're already working hard and you want to shift your mindset, I would recommend that you start small. Practice at becoming better at shifting your money mindset. Does not mean that you have to go out and buy all of the equipment right away. Sometimes it means you just start with a microphone. Sometimes it means you just start with some very cheap hosting software or service for your podcast. But what is important in this point is that you become very self-aware. Be self-aware of what you are doing when it comes to shifting your mindset. When you already work hard towards what you're trying to do and want to shift the mindset, start small. Don't do it all at once. 
It's almost as though you could use another metaphor for this. When you're trying to exercise and you try to go run five miles and then by the end of the fifth mile, you've pulled a muscle, you're aching, you're you're sucking in so much air and you're just like, oh my God, I cannot do this. You overdo it. I don't want you overdoing it, especially when it comes to the money mindset, all right? Number four, you also have to identify your boundaries personally and financially. Personally, when it comes down to this, who is robbing you of time? Uh, My brother likes to call these people time bandits. Who's robbing you of time? Is that time that's better spent building your podcast? Is that time better spent building better content? And who are the people that are going to help push you to the next level? Who are the people that you can subtract from your the time that you do have, the little time that you do have? Try to remove the time bandits. Doesn't mean that I want you to stop being their friend. Just remove the time bandits. Let them know that you have things that you want to accomplish. May, and if someone says, oh, you're working too hard on this thing, don't listen to them. If this is something that you're passionate about, do it because you love it. I've had so many people tell me like, you work all the time. Well, maybe I am a workaholic, but you know what? I don't look at podcasting as work. I look at it as something that I enjoy doing. It's a side business and you could call it a hobby, but it's a side. it's something that I just love to do. Now, when we look at this as identifying your boundaries financially, you need to start thinking about what are the expenses that you're spending that are not serving you when it comes to your podcast? What are the expenses that are not serving you? Could you live without Netflix for six months? Could you live without the car wash subscription service like Carmen mentioned? Could you live without your uh, food preparation service for the year? What is it that you can set boundaries on? What are the other areas that you can think of? Number six, I'm sorry, we're on number five. Number five, build consistency by starting with new intentional habits. This is kind of like one of the key tenets of your mindset and your money mindset. When you start building intentional habits over time, whether it become with exercise, nutrition, uh, waking up and making your bed, like I know people think this is the most ridiculous thing, but making your bed every morning kind of builds a really great habit. If you can build some form of habit into your life and stay consistent with it over and over, you start to see those habits and consistencies in other areas of your life, whether that be with food, nutrition, whether that be with house cleaning, whether that be with the maintenance on your car, whether that be with you know the release of your podcast. Build new habits and build consistency because that is going to help you and help build that mindset and also build that habit. Somehow it just sends that out into the universe to help you overall. So build consistency by uh, by starting with new intentional habits. Number six, reframe your mindset from spend to invest. Let me read that again. Reframe your mindset from spend to invest. Now, as we mentioned in the interview, we talked about investing. So when you invest, you grow, you learn. When you invest, you grow and you learn. You have to get down and you have to play with the pigs and you have to learn what investment feels like. If that means you have to buy a new mixing board that is $300, invest in it. But just know that that's gonna be a one-time investment that you're gonna use over and over and over and over. 
So reframe your mindset from spend to invest. If you are going to invest time meeting a leader in your niche or someone who can help you, invest that time. You're not spending it, you're investing it. What can you do for them? How can you help them? Invest time with them. Play with the pigs, learn from investing, learn from experience and learn what you have intentionally invested in. Learn why you've invested in it. Stop stop using the idea of spend and shift your mindset to, to invest. Number seven, write down what you will receive and make it visible somewhere where you can see it every day. I have this, like I mentioned in the podcast, I have this whiteboard that I painted last year on my wall. I have block walls and I sanded down the board uh, area. It's got a frame around it and uh, I got some paint from Home Depot and it was that paint that w- that turns into dry erase and I painted that area and I turned it into my whiteboard and then I wrote down specific things that I wanted in that area. So whenever I would come in here and I would work on podcasts or videos, I would see that every day and it would nag at me and it would nag at me and it would nag at me. I shouldn't even say it would nag at me, but I would be reminded of what it was that I was trying to accomplish. And when I had that written down, I started to receive those things, whether it be to, whether it been the next week or whether it been, you know, six months from now, I received it in some way, shape or form. I should have built better habits around that to receive them much faster. But when you're reminded of what you want to receive, it will happen. You got to make it visible for yourself. So it have post-it notes in your car. If you're looking in your car every day, remind yourself of why you're doing this thing, why you're creating your podcast. Number eight, invest in events and conferences. We talked about this uh, a little bit. And this, I think, is something very important for you as a podcaster to do. You should be investing in going to conferences, whether it be PodFest, whether it be podcast movement, whether it be your local I don't know whether it's somewhere local where you are, you're investing in not just podcasting events, but events where you can meet connections. Carmen talked about meeting uh, joint venture capitalists, some JVs. That might be something that you, you, you experience and it pays off later on down the line. JVs are very, very prevalent at some of these conferences. Business conferences mainly, but you can find them at podcasting conferences. In fact, when it comes to podcasting conferences, you can meet a lot of the same people within the same niche and each of you lift each other up. So I would invest in conferences. If the price tag is $200, I would invest in the $200. If the price tag is $500, invest in the $500. You're going to not only learn content, but you're going to meet the connections. That is well worth the price of admission to a conference. Number nine, when it comes to investing in your podcast, invest in removing your debt first. So I know there's people out there who have problems with when I say invest in a website, invest in email marketing, invest. When I say invest, I'm saying I'm not saying that you're spending any money. I'm saying that you have to invest in it, learn the platform because it's going to help you down the line. It may help you make money. As an example, and I think I mentioned this in a previous episode, one of the first episodes actually, when I invested my time in learning how to use Adobe Illustrator to create graphics, I invested that time, I knew exactly what the goal was going to be. I was going to create merchandise. 
And then I invested in a Shopify account. I invested in, uh, did I invest in point of sale? I can't remember if I, I don't think I invested in point of sale services. But I remember I invested in at least a Shopify, which is $36 a month. $36, $29, either way, it was like $30 a month. Did I have $36 to be spending every month if I didn't know what I was going to create? No. But I knew what I was going to create. I was creating t-shirts. I was creating products. And so investing in Shopify every month paid off. That meant also I might have had to have invested in stamps.com if I was going to be fulfilling things on my own. So when it comes to your podcast, investing in your MailChimp, investing not only in learning the software, but investing monetarily with it will pay off if you have the gumption and you have the desire to learn how it works, learn the philosophy of how it works. If I tell you, which I'm probably going to tell you in a future podcast, if I tell you to invest in something that is similar to a landing page, a custom squeeze page or landing page, invest in it. I'm not telling you just because I want you throwing money out of there. Invest in it, but know when to invest in it. Know that these are the things that you're going to have to invest in. Sometimes you need to take a second job in order to invest in some of these things. I did it. I did it last year. You might have to invest. You might have to take a second job to do these things. I hate to say that, but you might have to do that. You got to do what it takes to achieve what you really want to do. Look for areas where you may already have money. Uh, Carmen talked about uh, this person that she was working with where she looked into the HSA account and found money there. I did the same exact thing. When I bought my house or bought my condo here, I found money that I didn't realize that I had. And I was able to use that towards a down payment. Find money where, where, you know, where it's not going to harm you with interest. Find the money. It's, the money's got to be somewhere. If you can't find it, then I guarantee you it's somewhere in your house with something that you are not using. Sell things that you don't need. Sell things that you don't use. I bet you anything, you can go into a closet right now and you can find all these clothes that you could go back probably and sell on eBay. I bet you there is equipment that you're not using for podcasting that maybe you have, you're just like, I don't need this. You can sell that on eBay or somewhere. I bet you anything, you could probably find a solid $300 laying around somewhere in your house. Find things that you don't need anymore and sell them. Carmen talked about this thing called what is your money truth and where are you leaking holes in your financials? If you want to do these things with podcasting, take it to the next level, meet with new people, meet with influencers, meet with people who are in your niche. Let's get this thing with your money situation set right. Find the holes that are leaking your bank account and stop them. Common holes, I would say probably like Netflix Maybe it's some subscription service to a magazine that you haven't used in forever. What are the subscription services that you're not using? If you're going to use a subscription service, then it's worth the investment if you're gonna use it. Every subscription service that I have, whether that be Buzzsprout, TubeBuddy, uh, what is another one that I am using, Kajabi, uh, your phone, those are all things that are worth it because I use every single one of those things. But things that I haven't used in forever, Magazine subscriptions. No, I haven't used those. 
For me, I use music music services through uh, Google. I use those for my job at the radio station. So I use all these services. So if they're worth it for you and they're worth it for advancing your podcast, then invest in them. Then think about what you're good at and start manifesting the money that way. What are you good at and how can you offer services to someone else to where you can start earning money? Doesn't necessarily mean that you're promoting it on your podcast, but maybe you're getting the word out some way locally to people. How can you help them out? Do you, are you really good at uh, building websites? Start manifesting the money in some way so that the money can start coming to you because once the money starts coming, you start feeling it and then you get really excited about it and you start seeing money come in profound ways. Number 10, give money attention. This is a real hard concept for some people just because we always are always looking to save. And don't get me wrong, I'm encouraging you to save, but I want you to give the attention to the money. Understand where your finances stand. Really comb through them, but make sure that you give money attention. Pay attention to where your money is. Pay attention to how it comes in and pay attention to how it goes out. And pay attention to what you think if you spend money on something, how it will benefit your program. We have services that we need to use for our podcast and those are the things that are gonna make the podcast go further. Whether that be hiring a virtual assistant, you might need to hire a virtual assistant to create transcripts for your podcast. You're gonna need that money somewhere. So give that money attention and if someone is gonna do the transcripts for you, you know they're gonna show up on your website and Google is going to crawl your website and give you some type of return. Oh, my, my Google started going off on me, sorry about that. <laughs> And the last point, I want you to practice gratitude. Practice gratitude for the things that you have. Practice gratitude for the fact that you wake up every single morning and you live to see another day. Practice gratitude for the fact that you have a job. Practice gratitude that you have two legs that you can stand on and exercise with. Practice gratitude for the money that you get from that job. Practice gratitude for spending the money on the electricity. You get to do these things. Without electricity, you would not be able to do a podcast. Be, grat be, be gracious in the fact that you do have money coming in. This is something that I am so thankful for every day. When I shifted this mindset of like, oh shit, I've got to spend money on my bills this month. I've got to spend money on my phone bill. I can't even believe that. It was just so miserable. But when I practice gratitude for having the ability to have a light bulb or to get a light bulb and then to be able to have light so that I could see what I was doing, there was some weird shift that started happening and I couldn't figure it out. And it wasn't until I continued to express that gratitude daily. Gratitude for my parents. Gratitude for the fact that they forced me, <laughs> they forced me to go to college when I did not want to go to college. And now I find those skills that I learned in college to be invaluable. So practice your gratitude. And I promise you, it does come back. Again, I want to encourage you to go back, re-listen to this episode, take notes on this episode. Also, if you're looking for 
uh, supplemental material, I recommend that you go check out Jen Sincero's uh, book called You Are a Badass at Making Money. And I also encourage you to go to CarmenReed.com and she's got that clarity checklist for you that will help you out. Figure out what is going on financially. Get this part of your life in order because that is what helps make your podcast succeed, grow, become what you want it to become. Thanks so much for listening this week. I really appreciate you guys tuning in. I recommend and encourage you to go ahead, head on over to Apple Podcasts, leave a rating and a review for this podcast if it has helped you out, and share this podcast with five of your friends who are content creators. If you have five friends that you can share it with, let them know that this podcast will help you out or any of the other podcasts that I have released onto the Podcast Therapist. They will help you out or help someone else out. That is what I'm trying to do, just trying to help everyone build a better podcast. So until next week, thank you so much for listening. I appreciate it. Visit thepodcasttherapist.com slash podcast if you want to reach out to me and contact me. If you have questions, go to the contact me section page right there on that website and you can leave me a voicemail. I just today extended or actually I purchased a plan and invested in a voicemail service so that you can leave voicemails longer than a minute and a half. So if you have a specific question about podcasting, leave that voicemail and I will be able to get back to you either in a voicemail or answer that question on a future podcast. So until then, you guys have a great rest of your week. Happy New Year to you and we will be talking to you next time. Take care. Podcast Therapist. Mixdown Media Productions.